Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter. I am here tonight with Nick Morley and Eli McCann. Hello. Good evening. Hey. How are we doing? Fantastic. Nick. Really good. Great to have you here again. Great We're to be hoping here. it's a more frequent thing. Oh, huh. mm-hmm. tell us what you've been watching. So, uh, I recently watched two Michael Keaton movies. Oh. What do you guys think of Michael Keaton? Um, I don't think of Michael Keaton. All right. What did you watch? The Founder. You guys ever seen that one? Uh, oh, on is, that the Mc- McDonald- yeah, is that good. the McDonald's yeah. movie? See, I had it on in the background yeah. at work. Yeah. Uh, this was an airplane movie for yeah, me, total, too. Yeah, total airplane movie. Yeah. It's not great. It's not. It uh, stressed me out and made me mad. I felt really bad for the, the actual McDonald's brothers. Mm. Uh, but the other uh, Michael Keaton movie that I watched was Spotlight. You guys seen oh. Spotlight? I love Spotlight. But Michael Keaton is not necessarily the best part of that I, movie. I did not realize he was in it until you just said that. Yeah. Who knew? Do you like yeah. that part of uh, Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Uh, who won an Emmy? Which we're going to be yeah, going to yeah. be talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah. you Old guys Mark, watch that show? Marky Mark, yeah. No. Wait, what show is he in? It's uh, something about his brother. Yeah, the, he plays his twin brother. Did you? Yeah. No. Oh. But it looks like a downer. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? It kind of looks like a hard one to watch. Yeah. Bad twenty twenty. I'm not up for a tough watch. Right yeah, now. yeah, it's kind of tough. But uh, last thing, um, my wife has never seen Community, so <clears throat> we started it from the very beginning, and okay. it is so much fun. Have you guys been through the whole thing? I gave up, I think, after the third season. I gave up when I watched it the first time after Troy left. Yeah, me too. Uh, because it just wasn't the same after that. There was just a weird, weird vibe, and I watched like two more episodes and then quit. Uh, but that made me think about, it. has there been any other show that you guys have quit when one of the main characters has left? Like, Ooh, I'm not, I don't quit shows usually, so I don't Did think you finish I... The Office? Oh, yeah. You did the whole thing? Oh, yeah. News Radio. After um, Phil Hartman left, Phil Hartman died. Oh yeah, that was a that was a tragic. That was a tragic one. That was terrible. Oh man, that show was so funny. How come News that can- radio was where, so funny? Where can you stream that? Is that I don't know. It's but upsetting. like, I I never missed an episode when it was on TV. Mm. <laughs> That was like my show. I was the weirdest fifth grader. Yeah, like, that is tuned weird. Tuned into news radio every week. <laughs> that is pretty weird. Uh, that's all I got right now. All right. Eli, huh. what have you been watching? Okay, so I finally watched Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, what do you think? Right in my lane. Yeah. I mean, why hadn't I not seen that yeah. before? So it's, uh, what's his name? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. It's so lovely. Yeah. Um, so when it ended, I watched it with Skylar, and both of us kind of at the same time were like, this was great. And Jojo Rabbit is a better film. So, like, you can kind of see, at least for me, I could kind of see the evolution for Taiko Atiti. Like, um, this was not quite as cohesive as Jojo Rabbit is. And so I, it's, it's kind of interesting to see, like, yeah. somebody kind of develop that way. But um, I would recommend this movie to everybody. You guys have seen it, right? I haven't. Oh, it's so no, lovely. But I'm it's, writing it down. It's very really, charming. It's very charming. It's it's got the charm kind of of Jojo Rabbit without quite the heaviness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very simple story. Yeah. It, oh. And it's got a phenomenal kid actor. He's just really good at finding like not annoying children actors. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I don't know where they come from. Um, other countries. Yeah. I think Taika himself is pretty whimsical. Okay. And I think that he is probably better equipped at finding 
bright children than other people. He's probably a good director for kids, too. Yeah. Hmm. Like, when kids yeah. get on set, he probably, like, knows how to work with, like, how a kid that's on his first him. movie and, like, mm. kind of have to, how to deal with everything. I could I could see that. Interesting. Totally. Okay. Uh, over the weekend, we we watched the Brady Bunch movie, the second one. Why? A very Brady sequel. This movie holds up. Really? It is. So Skyler had never seen it. So I had the pleasure of watching it with him for the first time. We were scream laughing the entire time. So I kind of forgot how many like gifts and memes come from this movie. Mm-hmm. So like the sure Jan, you know, that is like something I see. I come across the sure Jan gift like once a week comes <laughs> from this movie. And so like the payoff of like seeing those things in motion was so fun. Um, it's just like such a sarcastic, like cynical movie that is so brightly colored. Um, the performances in it are phenomenal from nearly everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highly recommend if you haven't done it in a while to go back and rewatch the first and second Brady Bunch movies from the 90s. I know they made a third one. Shelley Long was in that one as well. She's in the first two. And it looks really hokey and stupid. So I never saw it. Mm. Um, so I do not recommend that one because I haven't seen it. But the first two Stand the test of time. Jokes are great. Awesome. Have you not seen them? It's been a long time. Wait, is the second one where Jan has her her boyfriend George Glass yeah. that she makes up? My and boyfriend then, George and then Glass actually meets him though, right? Isn't yeah. there? A, yeah. She <laughs> ends up meeting a George Glass. <laughs> it's like one of the best scenes is when Jan takes because it's all of the storylines come from the show, but then they take them and like exaggerate them, you know? Sure. So there's an episode in the original Brady Bunch where Jan makes up a boyfriend named George Glass. And uh, she tells her whole family about this George Glass character. Well, in the movie, she actually, like, gets a dummy and drags him around and, like, puts clothes on him. It's just, like, very funny. It's like Lars and the Real Girl, but... What a great movie. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so, that's good. And then um, a Pen15 Season 2 is is has dropped. What? Yeah. You're laughing? I'm excited about it. It's Have Pen you not watched it yet? Two. I've only watched the first episode. Okay, so I'm two episodes in. It's fun. Pen15 is just like a really lovely show that brings me back to middle school so well. I wouldn't call it lovely. I would call it triggering. Like, it's triggering. It taking me right back. It's triggering, but it's got a lot of very sweet, like heartfelt messaging in it. Sure, um, yeah. And it's really funny. And yes. so and so Pen15 is starring these two comedians who are, are in their 30s, but they're playing 13-year-olds. And then all the rest of the kids in the school are actually 13. And it is, I mean, that premise in and of itself is really, really funny. That's really smart. They're taller than all the rest of the kids. And they're walking down the hall and they're like, did you, do you think Derek just looked at me? You know, and they both have like braces, you know, these fake braces. And they actually do look really young. They make them look really young. Yeah. But they are taller than all the other kids. And the actresses are very good. So funny. They, they sell that show so, so well. Yeah. So and it's uh, is it's Hulu I think right? I think it's a Hulu show. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's it on is. Hulu. Yeah, so Pen Fifteen I'd recommend, and that's what I've been watching. Meg, um, we're still working our way through Arrested Development. Oh yeah, it's you guys were right. Season three is great. Yeah, I don't I know what I was talking. about. I don't know what you were talking about either. I don't know. I must have been like in a bad mood when I watched season three originally. Season three is great. It's know, so funny. There's there's the whole like. Down syndrome. I don't know if it's actually Down syndrome plotline that's been kind of canceled over the years. Well, yeah, it's not great. It's not a great look, but the season. Of, and so I wonder if sometimes people associate that plotline and how negatively yeah. we view it now. Yeah, I'm not sure why. I don't know that it was looked on well in 2004. Like I, I probably better than it would be probably, now. Yeah, but it's still problematic. 
Yeah. Other than that, season three is great. Um, we've been watching a lot of Coco Melon at our house, which is this cursed show made for babies. Mm. Uh, it's a family of disturbing animated, like compu- like Toy Story, the first Toy Story. You know how you watch it and you're like, is this a video game? Like it just is like janky. Uh-huh. It's like that, except they're all people. Huh. And they take like nursery rhymes and change the lyrics because of copyright issues. It's very, very disturbing. And then I found out that there are a whole bunch of knockoffs of it. What? Yeah. So there are like knockoffs n- of the knockoffs. Like more cursed versions of Coco Melon on Netflix. And they're all like baby boy boy. And then it's like they're all doing like Mary Had a Little Lamb with like this really haunting animation. The point is, it's the only thing my toddler will watch. And sometimes I need my toddler to watch TV. Okay. Because we're doing remote school and I've got to like help the two others and we have to turn on Coco Melon. It's just there's a dark vibe in my How house. does a toddler find TV shows? Um, You know what? I blame a relative who showed it to him the first time. Weird. And I will say, like, he goes into a catatonic state when it's on. It's great. <laughs> It's like, like hypnotizing it's the only, him. The only thing he'll like sit and watch. It's training him to be a terrorist. I've tried Sesame Street. <laughs> I've tried Daniel Tiger. Like all these things. Oh, he won't do Daniel. He's just not quite old enough. Oh. But there's like something about the creepiness of Coco Melon that like really hooks him in. <laughs> so we've been watching a lot of that. That's great. Uh, not great, but it is what it is. That's not why we're here today, though. We are here today to talk about the Emmy Awards, mm. which were Sunday. I watched them the following day on Hulu, which was great. Yeah. No commercials. No commercials. Yeah. Loved it. I was like, that thing was under two hours. Yeah. What do you guys think? Still could have been under one hour. But Still could yeah. have. I mean, but let's, you know. So strange. You know what? They did move it along pretty nice, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it kept on going from award to award, and, like, I thought the flow was yeah. pretty good. I'm a little bit tired of Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Hosting everything, like I mean, I think he does it well. He does. He is good. He's yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, I, is, yeah. do you stick with something just because it works, or like, are you like? I mean, maybe this year they just wanted to be like, you know what? Let's have Jimmy Kimmel do it. I've He'll do a great job. The pork salad at Cafe Rio for the last yeah. twenty years. Still doing it. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Is that the right choice? He, I don't know, but is, it's working. He is funny. I don't think I'll ever get used to these comedians, late night show hosts, um, making jokes to silence. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. See, I liked it. Really? I preferred this to any other award show really? I've seen. Mm-hmm. Even the jokes. Like, I just felt more comfortable to me hmm. and more deadpan and therefore funnier to have nobody laughing in the audience. Okay. Like, it felt like it was a joke for me, not sure. a joke for Uma Thurman. Like, you're not laughing because you're supposed to. You're laughing because you genuinely thought that it was, like, a good dig. Yeah. On yeah. And, like, when Randall Park came out with the alpaca. Oh, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. really funny. And yeah. it's just, like, deadpan the whole time. Like, I was, like, genuinely laughing at yeah. that. And there was no, like, smirking at the audience. Like, it was, like, a really yeah. funny line yeah. delivery that he yeah. was making to the camera. And some, I thought that was better. Some of it feels like an instructional video that you would watch at work where they're, like, making jokes to try and keep it entertaining. It's just, like, somebody kind of walking around and explaining things and then, like, popping jokes that you nobody on the screen is laughing at. And so it does feel like 
kind of like that eye rolly, like, okay, you know, we, as yeah. they're saying the jokes. And so I don't know. I just it's it's definitely a different vibe. I will say, like, some of the interactions that he had with the people that were brought on, like Alpaca guy, um, the Jennifer Aniston stuff was kind of funny to me, too. I thought it was super funny. You know how he's like, oh, you're supposed to be in your house because you're nominated for a category. And she's like, you made me get dressed up and come here for this. Like, I thought I thought she was funny. And she's like running out of there, like down that little hallway in her high heels. Like, I have to get all the way home. And then like how randomly um, Lisa Kudrow and Courtney Cox and Jason Bateman were all in her apartment with her when it like finally got to her house. And then they like just walked off the camera to go get dinner. Like all of that kind of stuff lent for were types of jokes that you could never have done in yeah. other award shows. I also loved seeing their houses. Like, I yeah. loved seeing the celebrities sitting in their living rooms. That Like, some were awesome, some were super ugly. Like, the Zoom connections that were, like, spotty, I was like, we've talked about this before, but Zoom is the great equalizer. Yeah, everybody yeah. has the same Zoom. If 2020 has brought us anything, it's celebrities are just people who have to use the same software we do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of liked that humanizing aspect of it. Yeah, totally. And I felt like more joy for the winners because of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, they got really great news while they were in the comfort of their own home. That's kind of a lovely thing to watch. Some of them were like in their pajamas. I just thought it was great. And they got to be with their families while they got this news. You know, normally you would only get maybe a spouse there with you or a significant other. But this time, like to see some people with like their kids in the room. And, you know, that was kind of cool. Jason Bateman's daughter. Yeah. Like super adorable. Yeah. Do we think the the Schitt's Creek crew had their whole setup because they knew it was going to be a... I don't like, know. I do like, not think they were expecting to win anything. You know what? I, I'll give you that because Dan Levy looked legitimately surprised when like yeah. the names kept on coming. He was like kind of freaking out a little bit. I that was cool to just, see. It's Canada. Maybe they just get to do like be yeah. together. Again. Yeah, like, maybe. They probably have it together. Yeah. And, like, yeah. <laughs> there's not like 19,000 people yeah. dying every that, day that's in Canada. True. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they just all genuinely enjoy spending time yeah. together. Well, they're like a family and some of them are. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a family show. Yeah. The ceremony overall, I was like pleasantly surprised. I did fast forward through the Tyler Perry stuff. Like I just, I've never watched Tyler Perry media. Oh. I just am. Um, it was, I li- actually really liked it. Did you watch? I didn't, I fast forwarded it I too. thought it was yeah. actually kind of nice. I was not expecting to be very interested in him, but his little speech was actually really lovely. Oh, good. It now was, I feel bad. Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, a lot of those speeches are, are so o- overly political, which I'm not criticizing, you know, and yeah. a, especially if they say things that you agree with, they're nice to hear sometimes. Except like the Joaquin Phoenix cow thing where we all like, mm, oh, that was what weird. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but so his, you know, he, he I kind of res- dig that though. When <laughs> It starts going off the rails. Yeah, Sorry. Since he received, was it a Lifetime Achievement Award? I think it was, yeah. something like that. They, they give them like a lot longer to kind of give a written speech. And his was just very like kumbaya and really nice. It was really lovely. Oh, yeah. I also fast forwarded the like Academy guy, you know, like the not celebrity who just works for like Ernst & Young or whatever. Oh, yeah. Who I was like, no, I do not like... <laughs> I've got a fast forward button. I'm going to use it here. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys think of the like pre-recorded interviews with like America Ferrera and um um Lena Waithe? Did you watch those? I don't even remember. I think they that. did one with Issa Rae Issa too. Rae, yeah. yeah. I thought they were good. I thought they were well done. I thought they were interesting. Yeah. I did feel a little bit like let's shoehorn some diversity sure. in here. Oh. Which like better they do that than not. Than not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I 
I don't know. It's an interesting question. Like, we obviously have a reckoning happening. How do you do it well? How do you, like, answer that call well instead of feeling like you're, like, rushing to cast two black bachelors or whatever, you Uh, know? Like, I don't know. Let's let's keep up the momentum, I guess, is what I'm saying, and make sure we're doing this for all the awards ceremonies and not just, like, 2020 has been a rough year for race. Better cash in on this as quickly as possible or respond to the call. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. There were a few of that. I thought it was kind of great that they had like truck drivers announce the nominees yeah yeah, it was fun it was more like you guys are actually the important people i thought the people in hazmat suits delivering the emmys was super funny yeah yeah <laughs> with the yeah. tuxedo and someone <laughs> yeah, was funny. i can't remember what celebrity it was it might have been cousin greg like posted a video of what happens when you don't win the emmy and the guy in the hazmat suit just like waves goodbye and takes <laughs> off with the emmy <laughs> That's funny. I, I was wondering how how tipped off everyone is. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Did you see the um, Samantha B posted a video? So the Emmys sent everybody these boxes of champagne to like uh-huh. celebrate at home. Since yeah. we can't, you can't have champagne with us. So she posted a video of herself opening this box, and it takes like three minutes. And she's using a crowbar, and she it's like, and it looks legitimately like prying nails <laughs> off. And she's like, "Oh my gosh!" And her her husband and kids are around, and they're just like, "Do it the harder, mom!" You know. She finally gets it off, and there's another box in there, and she can't get that, and it takes forever. And she finally gets the champagne out, and she's like, "Ah!" And she's like, "Look up this champagne. Let's see how much it costs." And they look it up, and it's like. champagne. She's just like, they sent us $18 champagne in a box that probably cost $200. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. It felt comfortable. Yeah. In a surprising way. I felt like they rose to the occasion. Like the weirdness. They didn't ignore the weirdness of 2020, but they didn't make it overly somber. Where it could it was fun and it was goofy and yeah I agree. Should we dive into the winners? Yeah, let's do it. Um, man, Shit's Creek. Wow, really ran away with it. I'm so happy for him. Seven seven awards, all four of the main cast, a a writing award and directing directing award, and then there was one other and I don't remember what it was right now. Um, oh, best comedy, best best comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, what I'll say is, like, I'm I'm a big fan of Schitt's Creek. I think it's, like, one of the best shows that we've had in the last 20 years, in, in terms of comedy, anyway. Um, I love I love the cast. I thought their last season was their weakest season. So, okay, remember when Friday Night Lights, it was in the last yeah. season where they won all the Emmys, which yeah. was by no means their best, their best season. Their best season, right? I hate when they do this. I hate mm-hmm. when it's like, well, the show is ending. We better, we better hurry, hurry and give it everything yeah. it deserves. The, these, these awards should have trickled throughout yeah. the first three seasons. Like, even when Dan Levy was like, I know the internet's turning on me. Like, he wasn't yeah. wrong. Everyone was like, sure. wow, another one for Shit's Creek? What about Insecure? Like, what yeah. about all yeah. these other great shows? I mean, Ka- Catherine O'Hara should not have had to do that show for six seasons before winning an Emmy right. for it. Right. For sure. That I mean, was insane. to be fair, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was on Veep during that time. Right. Like, how do you not yeah. give her the Emmy for that? Yeah. I just, I, you're right. It should have been trickled throughout. Yeah. It felt overdone. And I, I wonder how much of it was how many of these critics were watching Shit's Creek for the first time. And they time. caught on suddenly. Yeah, and like it's mm-hmm. a very good 2020 show. It's very comforting. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good comforting watch. I wonder if that played into it. Yeah. Do wish it had been given credit earlier. Yeah. 
But I'm not mad that it got all of this credit now. Right. And I'm excited that a lot of people are now going to be tuned into this show and hopefully they make more shows like it. I hope that, you know, Dan Levy and Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara and oh my gosh, why can't I not think of her name all of a sudden? Annie Murphy. Annie Murphy. Yeah. I hope that all of them get a lot more work because of this, because they they're all like gems. Dan Levy was not my favorite in the show, but like I can't deny that he is a lot of the reason why the show exists and looks the way it does. Yeah. And so like I'm super happy for them to all get credit for it. Yeah, I think yeah. Annie Murphy's the star of that show, but Well, Annie Murphy and Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Who yeah. who invented a character unlike anything we have ever seen before. <laughs> I'd heard recently that Annie Murphy when she was cast on Schitt's Creek was like broke, had no work, hadn't really ever done anything. She's married to a rock star. Yeah. Now she is. I don't know when she married him. I think they've been married a while. Okay. What I had heard was that she, like, was, her career was not doing well. She got cast in this, and obviously it was such a good fit. Yeah. And she, hmm. I mean, she really was, like, remarkable in yeah, this show. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Sorry for the yawn. Wow. Sorry I bored you. <sighs> Too much cocoa melon. <laughs> All right. Best drama? Succession. Yeah. Okay. I mean. How can you not? I, I, if, if I was voting, I would have given it to Ozark, but. I mean, well, you weren't. And you haven't seen Ozark, so no. yeah. You know what would you do, Nick? Oh, Succession. Okay. Or, even though I I love Ozark, I absolutely love that show. But I, I'm so happy that Jeremy Strong won um, for mm. for Best Actor too. Because and I I thought about all the choices there. I thought about all the nominees. But I read this piece by a writer from The Ringer about Jeremy Strong's performance in Succession, and it, it's a really quick read. He just breaks it down for like four minutes, but he can be eight different people and different emotions at once. And like the great part about succession too, is that it didn't rely on like big, like, like jaw dropping, like moments when somebody dies or like, it's mm. just like simple, like business decisions that like keep you like going on to like yeah. the next episode. And yeah. like when you can captivate an audience with like writing like that, that doesn't depend on like, sure they have like, they, they, they have like all the yachts and all like the huge high rises where you like fantasize about being in like corporate America, being with all these scumbags. But still, it it holds up to I, I've I've never seen a show like hook me so so well that didn't rely on like cheap like thrills to like or dumb cliffhangers to get me to the next episode. Gotcha. It was like I I legitimately want to find out like what Kendall's next move is or what Tom and Greg are gonna do next. And yeah, yeah, but gotta bake. Break some Gregs to get a Tomlet. Get a tomlet. <laughs> um, I have a friend who's starting, just started Succession for the first time. I was like, to be you yeah. right now. Oh. You ever feel jealous for people like that? Like, just to, like, experience that for the first time. I remember seeing promos for it while watching other HBO shows, and I was like... It just looked like a family <sighs> drama. Yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be so lame. And then, like, I like, gave it a shot, and I was like, this is mm. fantastic. This Best is amazing. theme song of all time. Oh, it slaps. It's, it's really so good. good. It's really good. So good. His speech, the showrunner's speech, was my favorite of the night. His unthank yous. Oh, yeah. Which I felt like really captured the moment. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun, and I loved that room they were all sitting in. I wanted to know everything about that room. <laughs> the rug, the lamp, yeah. the clashing yeah. couch that worked. Like, I was very into it. Yeah. Want to hang out with the whole cast and crew of Succession. Um, real quick, I just want to say I am sad that uh, there were so many good dramas. The Crown got crowded out, which I don't think The Crown should have won. But I'm sad that The Crown didn't really 
doing Hasn't anything. the crown received some love, though? Yeah, it did it's sweep a new at show, the though. Golden Globes oh, okay. the first year it was on. But it's a new show now because we're in our new cast. And and so That's true. I understand that it's the same story, yeah. but it, it is a new show. And this new cast is really fantastic. Okay, here, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to take the survey that's calling me. Mm-hmm. Um, do Oscar winners care about the Emmys? Oscar winners? Does Olivia Coleman need an Emmy? I don't know. Well, they, if they want to eat you got. Is that a real thing? Or did 30 Rock just make that up? Well, Whoopi has an EGOT. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know whether they care or not. But again, if if we want, if the Emmys help draw attention to shows and get people to watch them so that, you know, that kind of content continues to get created, I would love to see The Crown continue to get recognition. I think it's a really phenomenal series. And I think they've, this third season is a great new iteration of the show. Yeah. But didn't The Crown, like, kind of... The opposite of what we were talking about with Shit's Creek. Like, didn't it get some love, like, pretty early? Yeah. Like, season one, season two? Yeah. yeah. So, like... It's you know what's going to be good? Mm. I feel like season three was kind of, like, it was Set fine. Up. It's going to get really good when Diana enters the scene. Well, and that's going to be, like, the next crew, crew, I think. Well, does Olivia Coleman? I think she... Strip? I think they have overlap. That'll be good. I think they're filming now. It's Elizabeth Debicki. Ooh. Yeah. I can't wait for that. No, that'll be, be really good. So good. Um, best limited series, Watchmen. I feel like I gotta watch Watchmen. We, we should, we should watch Watchmen. You know what? It got a ton of it's attention. good. Yeah, yeah. I started the pilot and it was so dark. I was like, I just don't know if I can do this. Yeah, is it? Is it? It's good. Yeah. Um, Regina King is so awesome. I think she's one of the best actresses of our time right now. Like, I think, and I, I think yeah. she's so good in this show. Like, yeah. you, given, I'm not gonna say anything else, but you should. You should watch it. You know, I heard an interview with uh, Cole Cole Jefferson. Do you know who I'm talking about? One of the writers. I don't think it's Cole. It's something Jefferson. He was on Fresh Air, and he gave this interview, and he was talking about writing for Watchmen, and I have not stopped thinking about that interview. Like, it's rare that an interview sticks out that much to Mm. me. I listen to a lot of interviews, but the stuff he said, I was like, wow, I really need to watch this show. Mm. It sounds unlike anything I've seen before. Um, Mrs. America was up in that category, and I wish that it had gotten a lot more love. It's one of my favorite things I've watched in the last year. Uh, the actress. Yes, yeah, she she won. Yeah. Yeah, and she was delightful. Yeah, she was great. Um, oh. best actress comedy, Catherine O'Hara. Obviously, we've covered this. Nailed Very it. Very well deserved. Uh, Eugene Levy for Schitt's Creek. So underrated. I loved his line about this is the like. I played the straight man. This is the you know straightest character I've ever played, and yeah. I finally won an award for yeah. comedy. I thought that was it <laughs> makes me wonder if I've been doing things wrong the last fifty years. Yeah, yeah, very charming. Yeah, uh, best actress drama Zendaya Euphoria. I have no interest in I watching can't. Euphoria. I, I have I no interest. I'm super happy for her. She's like sure. darling. She seems very talented. I'm never gonna watch Euphoria. I guess it was kind of like a like an upset. Yeah, yeah, win, yeah, yeah. yeah it was very surprising. Yeah, uh, but like I've listened to a podcast just about the premise of Euphoria, and I have no interest whatsoever nope. in, in going not. there. So, first of all, I'm yeah. far too old. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I probably can't comment on this category because of a conflict of interest, right? Because Laura Liddy is mm, a close personal yeah. friend of yeah. mine, and she was nominated. Honestly, in this you category. probably shouldn't even be in this. Room I probably right shouldn't. <laughs> I just full disclosure: Laura Liddy is a close personal friend of mine. Best actor drama, Jeremy Strong. I would have loved to see it go to Jason Bateman. 
Yeah, I'm not mad about Jeremy Strong, though. Yeah, I'm not either, but I would have loved to see love, Jason Bateman. One of the funny things about these Zoom speeches is that they just had allotted time. Uh, it wasn't like getting played off, and it's not like you could just walk off stage yeah. when you're done giving this speech. So Jeremy Strong kind of said everything he had to say, and then he just kind of sat there for a <laughs> like, second. All right. <laughs> he should have just like, I have no one else to thank. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, yeah, this is awkward. Uh, best Actress, Limited Series, Regina King. Mm-hmm. Take your word for yeah, it that she's incredible. She's great. She's fantastic. Best actor in a limited series is Mark Ruffalo. I know this much is true is the name of that show. So none of us have watched it. No. Mm-hmm. I like Mark Ruffalo. He seems like a good guy. I liked his speech. Good sure. for him. Sure. Supporting actress comedy, Annie Murphy, Schitt's Creek. This was a stacked uh, category as well. So good for Annie Murphy. Yeah. Which, I mean... Was this the one with the two ladies from Dead to Me, Linda Cardellini yeah. and um, Christina Applegate? You're no, watching no, no, no. Dead to Me, right? Was, I finished it. That was the category. That category was, that was best, best actress. Lead actress. Lead actress. That's right. So Catherine O'Hara. Beat Have you guys out. seen Dead to Me? Yeah, it's good. It was good enough for me to continue. Yeah, but like I wouldn't. Like I, I'm not sad that it like didn't win awards. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've just now noticed all the things that Linda Cardellini is in. Like yeah. legally blonde. <laughs> oh, she's the one with the perm. Yeah, huh? the, yeah I had never right. made that. Co- I like. I thought Meg. it was you walking through the door. <laughs> I texted Meg at like two a.m. one night. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> like it just suddenly hit yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's next? Supporting actor comedy, Daniel Levy, Schitt's Creek. Sure. He was very charming. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was so excited to be winning it was great. these awards, yeah. and he should be. Uh, okay, you guys can tell me about this one. Supporting actress drama, <gasps> Julia Garner Ozark. So when they were announcing all of these people, I said, I th- this has to go to Julia Garner because I actually have watched all of these shows and she is really phenomenal. And Nick, you have said before that you think we're going to see huge things from her oh, yeah. in her career. I agree. She was in The Assistant, a big Sundance hit. She mm. was also in Waco. Uh, oh. yes. Yeah, she was really good. Yeah, in Waco. she was really good, and it, it was weird not hearing her do the twangy mm-hmm. uh, accent that she does in Ozark. Like she's I was like, like from, oh yeah, she can speak like she's like from like New normal. England or yeah. something. Yeah, something like that. Like some yeah. like buttoned up place. But yeah, um, she's awesome. I'm so happy for her. This was a stacked category as well. Oh we yeah, Helena Bottom Carter, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep. Meryl. Meryl from Big Little Lies. Yeah. Get out of here. I mean, she was the best part of that season. Yeah, but like that's yeah. the best part of a poop pie. Okay. All right. Supporting actor? Billy Crudup. Uh, I know you guys didn't watch The Morning Show. I did. I watched, I watched the season. It. Didn't you love it? It's trash. It's so bad. It's trash. But you can't look away. I'm they obsessed honest, with they it. They just took the Matt Lauer story and made a show out of yeah, it. Yeah, they did, and it's garbage, oh, and it's I cannot wait for total season Total trash two. television. Yeah. Uh, I did think he was pretty good in it. Of all the people in it, Billy Crudup is the best part. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, I like the Duplass brother. Yeah. The like producer. I thought he was good. Here's my secret. I like them all. No, Reese is bad in it. Reese is really bad in it. She so overacts in it. It's and I so never bad. thought that she would. <laughs> it's bad. Um, fine. Okay, fine. Supporting actress, limited series, or movie, Uzo Aduba, Mrs. America. Mm-hmm. Eli, you really like Mrs. America? Yeah. Was it that re- good? It's really yeah. good. It's it's a beautiful show. It's very compelling. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, may she rest in peace. Uh, she's a character in the show, oh, okay. played by an actress in the 70s. Uh, it's, it's really fantastic. I love Uzo 
Aduba. I don't know how to say her name, but she was also in Orange is the New Black. And Oh, was she with uh, Sunny or something? Why can't I not think of her name in the show? She's got like crazy eyes. Yeah, cra- her, I think they call her crazy yeah. eyes in the show. Yeah, she, she's very, very good in Mrs. America as well. Okay. Supporting actor in limited series or movie, Yahya Abdul-Mateen for Watchmen. For Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Good? Really good. Okay. Yeah. Great. I didn't realize that the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was in this year, but go Titus. Titus, Always yeah. forever. Okay. Oh. Um, variety, television movie, bad education. I, I have no idea what that is. Variety, sketch series, Saturday Night Live. Like, what else is there? Wait. No, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver won variety talk series. Sorry, variety sketch series. Oh, sketch Saturday series. Night Live. Oh, I'm sorry. Variety I got talk series. Last week tonight with John Oliver. I'm not watching any of those shows anymore. No, I do. Um, even though it's probably not good for me, but his show is, I think, the best produced okay. of this category. I'm like not surprised that he wins that pretty much every year. Yeah, I mean, he, it seems very well researched and produced. Yeah. So. Reality competition program RuPaul's Drag Race. You guys, I started RuPaul's Drag Race season six. I haven't watched any prior seasons. I'm just jumping in. I don't yeah. want to try and catch up. It's super entertaining. I thought he was so funny when he hosted SNL. Like, I haven't seen RuPaul's Drag Race, but he was great. Um, RuPaul is in the Brady Bunch movies. Callback. Okay. Well. She's lovely. Uh, and also, if Survivor Season 40 is not nominated next year at the Emmys, I'm done with the Emmys forever. Wow. Because you Survivor, Survivor Season 40 is the best season of television I have ever okay. seen. It's funny. You haven't mentioned that. Um, mm. <laughs> reality host RuPaul. Have you seen the interview with RuPaul and Jimmy Fallon where mm-hmm. he's, it's so funny, you guys. Jimmy Fallon is sitting at, you know, his desk and he's talking to RuPaul and he's like, now you're on the cover of Vogue, or I think it's Vogue, first drag oh, queen yeah. to ever be on the cover of Vogue. And RuPaul says, drag queen. And this, like, all the blood yeah. drains from Jimmy Fallon's face. And he, he has, like, this terrified. look of panic. <laughs> and there's, like, a couple beats. And then RuPaul's like, you mean the queen of drag. And, like, you can just see the relief wash over. Because he suddenly is like, He's did like, I just... Oh, I'm going to be on all the tabloids tomorrow Did morning. I just say the wrong thing? And now I'm getting canceled forever. It is so funny. Oh, it's amazing. Um, structured reality program. Queer Eye. Really? Sure. Whatever. Okay. Unstructured reality program. Cheer. I didn't make it through cheer. I got kind of bored. I don't know. I, oh, I watched like an episode and a half and I got bored. Yeah. Sorry. You know what? The rest of these are kind of like, yeah. I don't know that they're really worth going on. Yeah. We kind of hit the big ones. Good we, for all these other people. Yeah. it You know, this Emmys did, I often skip the <clears throat> Emmys and just read the awards after. Yeah. This Emmys made me realize this actually was a really good year of TV. Oh, for sure. And um, Movies are a hot mess, but TV yeah, is our, it's like, still it's thriving. there for us. But... 2019 was a phenomenal year for movies, yeah. and these were mostly 2019 TV shows, right? And then yeah. early 2020, I just I think like we maybe hit this like weird window where they just produced a whole bunch of good stuff, and I hope that that can kind of continue somehow. I don't know, like Atlanta, they just had to postpone yeah. filming because of COVID. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be yeah. bleak, and it's gonna go like the effects of this are gonna go on for years. Yeah, it's gonna feel. Like the writer strike from 2007, 2008, that mm-hmm. only like a lot worse. So, Great. Were there any? Anyone? One of the things that I really like about award shows, especially the Emmys, is 
there are shows that I've never seen before that I really want to watch mm-hmm. now just because of like all the all the buzz that they get. Were there any that stood out to you guys that like you want to try because they were on the The Emmys? Watchmen yeah. for sure. Watchmen probably. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of like I should probably watch Ozark. I like, still can't you believe really you haven't watched should. it. You really yeah. should. I know. I don't know what Nick and I have to you do guys, to get you on board. All I have time for is Coco Melon, and it's really hard. Yeah. I don't know about that. And also, you, wanna... and you also haven't watched Mrs. America, which I feel like would be in your lane. I, just, I, don't I know it seems it seems like it's going to be. I know it seems like it's going to be heavy and daunting, but I, I did not feel like that was actually the case. I kind of found it cathartic. Because it, it helps you sort of see like the this really interesting historical event through the eyes of empathy for everybody who was involved in it. I actually thought okay. it was really lovely. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe I'll give it a shot, you know, after I burn through Coco Melon for the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will be back next week. Any other parting thoughts on the Emmys? No. It was a good time. Yeah. I'm glad I, I watched. I just, I think I was craving something like yeah. that. You know, like celebrities together. It felt kind of normal. It it was like a TV event that finally kind of felt a little normal. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated it. Um, it would be really interesting to see how they do the rest of the awards, like the Oscars. Like, first of all, what's even nominated? Right. How are they going to do that? I don't know if they're going to have it. I don't think they should. There's no movies that are coming out. What are they going to do? I want them to just do like a throwback to like, Oscar winners over the years and do some kind of do big, a special. Yeah, I think that would be really fun, like a big tribute and be like, "We'll see you next year." I think there's a David Fincher movie coming out in December. Okay, and then there's Tenet, and then I don't know. Like, are are they going to just release uh, all these VODs in December? There's a new uh, Francis McDormand one that's coming out too that Chloe Zhao is directing. It's called Nomadland. That's getting a lot of buzz too. So. I want to see that one. I mean, they might dump a bunch of stuff in December on Netflix. Yeah. That would be great. That would be great for us. <laughs> Studios are going to like oh, yeah. run out of money. America's theaters are dying. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's just me yeah, to think about. It's rough. Anyway, cross that bridge when we get to it. But we will be back next week. Uh, until then, please leave us a good rating and review. It turns out like ratings and reviews actually help a lot. They matter. With a podcast. Like it's kind of like the one thing you can do to help a podcast. Mm -hmm. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom. Our mom listens. I think she likes it. Thank you. Um, Thanks for your support. uh, Yeah. We'll see you soon.